Paramount Plus and the National Park Foundation present A Mountain of Zen. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation. Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Friday, February 25th, 2022. I am Dave Biddle. I'm very happy to be joined by Jonah Booker for his usual Friday visit. A lot to get into, Jay Book. Let's start with Brian Schottenstein and Cardale Jones. They, of course, are starting their NIL venture. Brian tweeted last night that it is on the brink of happening. It will launch very soon. In fact, I reached out to Brian. We're going to have him and Cardale back on the show. Uh, when it's official, when the website is up and running. They are calling it, J-Book, the foundation, the foundation. Your thoughts on this overall, and how much do you think this can help Ohio State? I think this is going to be big. Uh, they're they're moving forward with the plan. The, the first step was just getting approved. Now that they were able to get approved, now let's see what they're going to do. I'm curious to see how much money they're going to be able to raise and how – uh, engage the fan base will be when it comes to putting in the donations for the pot. Uh, I know that they have something a little bit more different than what you're seeing in the, in the SEC when it comes to basically using this charitable donation as a pay to play. They definitely want to be able to uh, provide uh, revenue towards the players within the program, but they are looking to have a situation to where those guys are going to have to actually earn it. They're going to have to be able to show that they're getting good grades, attending class, and just doing a lot of the things off the field along with being able to perform at a high level on the field. So I, I look at this as only a, a benefit for Ohio State and the athletic department because if these guys can really pull it off, then it's going to be another recruiting feather that Ohio State can actually show to other potential high-end recruits and, hey, if you come here, we also, in addition to the other NIL deals that you may be able to attain, you can also have the opportunity to make money uh, from this particular uh, charitable donation. So I think it's going to be a really good situation for Ohio State student-athletes going forward. What did you make of Gene Smith's comments last week? And there was so much to unpack there. I mean, it was a great hour-long press conference, specifically when he was talking about name, image, and likeness and how he does not want it to affect recruiting. Now, I get what he's saying. Like, he wants regulation. You know, he wants – I agree with him. There should be regulation. Um, he wants it to come from co Congress. I, I don't care where it comes from, but there needs to be some regulations here. But the genie right now is out of the bottle. You know, it is affecting recruiting, as we all know as Texas A&M knows, and other schools. And listen, I'm sure what Cardale and Brian are doing, even if Ohio State doesn't want to admit it, I'm sure that'll help recruiting. But, Jay, but what did you make of Gene's comments? I found those very intriguing that he does not want NIL to affect recruiting. That feels like, I don't know, um, a little naive. Not that Gene's a naive man. That, that did feel a little naive, though, to me. I don't think any white shirt, in inside an athletic office when NIL to affect recruiting. But the reality is 
that's the name of the game. The, that's, the game has changed. I know Gene had talked about how he was very open to NIL. He was he's very receptive to it. And he was one of the first major big-time athletic directors who really embraced it. That's why he's on that committee. Uh, but when it comes to pay for play, I just don't think Ohio State's going to get in the mud like you see uh, when it comes to Texas A&M and Ole Miss, those type of schools. But I do think Ohio State will have a lot of opportunities for guys. And Gene saying that he doesn't want to pay for play, basically uh, Ohio State and Cardell and Schottenstein going out buying recruits. I can understand where he's coming from. I just think that there's a fine line that you have to toe. If he came out and said – yeah, I'm all for NIL helping our recruiting uh, advantages, then I'm not sure how that's going to play nationally. Anytime someone can grab a headline when it comes to Ohio State, they will definitely do that. But behind closed doors, I'm sure that Gene is welcoming this opportunity that Schottenstein and Cardell are going to bring to the table. All right, let's switch gears. I think the NIL stuff is fascinating. We could just do the whole show about that. But let's, as we are wont to do here on the Bucknuts Morning 5, we like to move it around here and, and kick on, uh, hit on some different topics, kick it around a little bit. So let's talk about players that can help themselves the most during spring ball. We're about two weeks away from spring ball. We haven't got the exact date yet. Somewhere around March 7th, March 8th, somewhere right around there. It'll start second week of March. Um, I know that's a broad question. So, you know, feel free to talk about this as long as you want. But, Players on both sides of the ball, you can go offense first, defense next, however you want to do it. Just some players you think can really help themselves the most during spring ball, Jay Book. Yeah, I'll start with your all-star running back in Trevion Henderson. He was a true freshman guy that came in, played a heck, had a heck of a year. Um, and now that he has a full year within the strength and conditioning program, he's going to be able to really get better this spring. I thought that there were a lot of times that he may have gone down uh, with the initial contact. As he gets stronger, as he gets bigger, he's going to be able to start running through those arm tackles. And then also I believe that Henderson missed a lot of holes because he wasn't patient enough in setting up his blocks. With the game going to start slowing down even more for him, it's really going to help him uh, – bring his game to another level when it comes to the running back position. And then also on the offensive line, Paris Johnson kicking out to the left tackle with his natural position uh, moving out from the guard. I think that is going to be a big spring for him because he's going to be the anchor. He's the type of guy that could be a first round NFL draft pick if he can play to his potential. And I think that Justin Fry is going to get the most out of him, but just having him playing at, at, at his true natural tackle position this spring is going to be huge for his development on the defensive side of the football everybody all eyes are going to be on the linebacker position because that was arguably the weakest link on the defense last year you had a guy in skilled chambers that I thought played fairly decent coming over from the running back position and being thrown in the fire Rumor has it they're really going to put some muscle on him, get him a little bit bigger so he can withstand that Big Ten grind as a linebacker. So I just think that he has the opportunity to really thrive this spring. Um, and then you look at same thing with the with the defensive line. Some of those guys didn't play up to potential. What is the, is this the best that we're going to get out of Zach Harrison? Will Zach Harrison really step his game up and take it to that new level under Jill Knowles? We don't know. Uh, I'm I'm somewhat skeptical, um, but you look at JT Tuamalu, who came in late. 
in the process, still got a lot of reps as a true freshman, but really hasn't developed his body. He's going through his first winter workout, his first spring. I think that the ceiling is so high for him that he's another guy that you look at and you can think, hey, he has the potential to be a, a first-round draft pick. So just having those spring reps and getting him in the winter conditioning workout is going to be huge for his development. What do you expect from a guy like Tanner McAllister? I mean, obviously – He's going to come here and start. We're not we're not stupid. He didn't, he didn't come as a fifth-year senior following his defensive coordinator to Ohio State. He will be the starting free safety. I mean, Jim Knowles talks about him like, listen, this is going to be like an extension of me on the field. I love when coaches talk about players like that. This kid's a fifth-year senior. He was a good player at Oklahoma State, too. All Big Ten – or excuse me, all Big 12 safety. Hopefully he's an all Big Ten safety as well. I expect big things out of Tanner McAllister. What are your thoughts on him? For him, it's just going to be adjustment to way Ohio State operates and how they go about their business compared to Oklahoma State. But once the cleats hit the field, he's like you say, he's going to be an extension of the coach out there on the back end. He's going to be able to help those younger guys and even the veterans understand what the expectations are when it comes to the defense, where to be, uh, where to make the checks at, how to adjust to what you're seeing from the actual offense. So he's going to be someone who not only is adjusting himself to what Ohio State expectations are, because it's one thing from going to Oklahoma State and you're just trying to potentially beat Oklahoma and win the Big 12. At Ohio State, this is a, a type of atmosphere where it's national championship or bust or playoffs or bust. So just being able to understand those ex expectations. But when it comes to his play, he's a veteran. He's probably the most well-versed player uh, on the entire team inside the program besides Jim and some of the grad assistants that came over. So his duty is going to be teaching and helping these younger guys understand what they need to do and where they need to be. But I can tell you what, I sure am thankful to have someone with his veteran leadership and his presence on the back end because everything that I've heard and read this is not an easy defense, so just having someone back there who knows what they're doing is going to be big because as a former defensive back, one mistake and the band is playing the other team's fight song, so you're the last valve there if you're the safety, and if something happens to where you're blowing the coverage, miss assignment, you're out of position, it's going to either be a huge game or it's going to be a touchdown. Yeah, I love these safeties for Ohio State. I mean, I don't think we're talking about it enough. My fault for not bringing it up enough. I just – I love this group of safeties with Tanner McAllister transferring in, Josh Proctor coming back. I think he would have been – you know, he, he, he this would have been his last year. I think he would have had a great year in 2021, and he'd be getting ready for the NFL draft right now. He got hurt, unfortunately, for him. Maybe it'll be a blessing in disguise for not only him but the Buckeyes, and he's coming back now as a fifth-year senior. Lathan Ransom, Ronnie Hickman led this team in tackles last year. Court Williams is kind of like a hybrid linebacker safety, and Jim Knowles loves those types of guys. I'm sure I'm leaving guys out. Cam Martinez. I just love this, this group of safeties. I, I just – and I'm, I'm bullish on the corners too. I like Denzel Burke, Cam Brown coming back as the starters. You'll have some of, the, you know, some of the young guys backing them up, J.K. Johnson and Jordan Hancock. So, you know, I like this secondary. I think they're going to coach them up, Tim Walton and Eliano, and of course, uh, Jim Knowles. I'm bullish on the secondary, my man. I know that is uh, near and dear to your heart. Before I let you go, I'm curious to get your take on this. Patrick and I talked about this on yesterday's show, which was the maiden voyage of doing a video show. By the way, Jay Book is driving. That's why he's not on video right now. Uh, he, 
We'll have Jay Book on video. Don't worry. You'll get to see Jay Book's pretty face. But uh, I'll, be right back. Driving. I'll, be, I'll be on there next week. That's right. I mean, listen, you'll get to see plenty of Jay Book's pretty face. But, like, right now he's driving. We want to keep things safe. But I do want to get your take on this. Did Michigan get it right with the punishment of Jawan Howard? He's suspended for the rest of the regular season, which means a total of five games. He can come back for the Big Ten tournament. We'll see after that. I don't think they're going to make the NCAA tournament. Did they get it right? Should they have fired him? What do you think? I, I don't think it was a fireball offense. I know a lot of people believe so. I just think that it, it was a heated situation. He definitely didn't show the type of leadership that you would expect from your coach, especially when Michigan prides themselves as the leaders and the best when it comes to uh, showing everyone how things should be done. But I, I, I think the suspension was a little bit low. I mean, I, I would have went on and said suspended for the rest of the season. Even if they made the, the NIT tournament, I think he should have been suspended there and, and call it a fresh start next year. But I don't think he should have been fired. Uh, as far as Michigan there, I mean, a lot of people want to say, hey, he should, the Wisconsin coaches shouldn't have put your hands on them or whatnot. But you have to remain cool. You're, you're showing your players how to act in a situation, and you can't let your emotions get the best of you, even when you have lost a game. And a lot of people say, well, you should do away with the handshake line. B.S. Show man up. If someone whooped your butt, Go over there and shake their hand and tell them, uh, well done, give them the nod, and I'll come and get you next time. It's not a situation where you should be fighting someone because you got your butt kicked. Yeah, yeah, I can understand that you're upset and you're mad, and you may not like how the coach went about his business with calling the timeout, but it's not a situation to where you should be putting yourself in as a coach, and it's a, and it's a learning lesson for him as well as his kids because – He's the one that these kids are going to be looking to as they head out into the real world. Life is going to be hard. They're going to be challenged. There's going to be adversity. And the one thing that you want to teach these kids is how to maintain your composure and be able to overcome that adversity. Even if you took a loss, learn from that loss. Go back, watch the film and try to get better. But putting your hands on someone, I definitely don't condone. But. I'm I'm all for giving someone, you know, second chances. I don't think he should be fired, but I do believe he should have been suspended for the remainder of the season. Great stuff as always from Jonah Booker. Thank you very much, Jay Book. Thank you to all of our listeners and viewers for tuning into the show. We appreciate that very much. Hope everyone has a great day and a great weekend. Let's hear that fuck I swag, best damn band in the land. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.